Welcome to Jam Sessions 2020. Today is the day. Today I celebrate 42 years of my career as a marriage and family therapist. It's the 42nd anniversary of the day that I saw my very first client. So I'm celebrating me today. This is your host, Jane Ann Murray, president of J.A. Murray Consultants. I woke up with a grateful, grateful heart today and thought, where has the time gone? So today is episode number 15 out of a series of 42 episodes sharing my journey as a therapist and expanding my work to a larger audience, which is really new for me. In preparing uh, for the podcast, I stumbled on my original brochure and my newsletter from June of 1998, which at the time was celebrating 20 years. I just can't fathom that another 22 years has passed. And as I prepared for today, I had sent out a newsletter I usually do it twice a year uh, to my clients and was thrilled to hear back from some of them and so many of you. I was always aware of my brand as a therapist. I was, I've been known to be an honest and direct person and I've maintained a level of consistency, obviously, <laughs> in, my, in my message over 42 years, which is support of clients and support of your stories. And so I have great reason to be joyful today. So here goes. The power of stories is that they tell us that life adds up somehow, that life itself is a true story. This grips us and fascinates us because if there is meaning to any life, then there's meaning to our lives. And it makes us listen to a storyteller with great intensity because it's always possible that he or she may give us a new clue as to what the meaning of our lives is. That's from Listening to Your Life, my one of my favorite theologians, Frederick Boigner. And so I'm reading from my 1998 June newsletter. As I write, I'm aware that June 1998 marked the 20th anniversary of beginning my career. I embarked on seeing my first client, June 1978, in Oak Brook, Illinois. If you go back to session one on choices, you will hear the account of my very first day as a therapist. The client and I gingerly pursued interviewing one another, although she was calling in distress. And once she arrived at my office, we tested our comfort level and determined the parameters of our working together. The first step was that she not take her life while we were doing this work. And so the story unfolded from there. Subsequently, my history and story as a therapist also began to unfold that day. 20 incredible years later, more than 18,000 hours of sessions and many thousands of clients' stories later, I have much to be thankful for and to reflect on. The opportunities for change, the influence on so many lives, the excitement of the long-awaited, aha, I 
get it. The tears and the memories are phenomenal. And they still are 22 years later in 2020. So much happened and changed for so many. The anthology of different yet remarkably similar stories of pain and restoration, reconciliation, rejuvenation, career changes and advancement, and incredible growth continues. I count it such a privilege to have worked so closely along so many. There are so many colleagues, supervisors, other therapists, friends, and professionals who have been a significant part of my career growth and for whom I am sincerely thankful. 22 years later, some have passed away. Some are still practicing. Some are semi-retired. And I celebrate all of you today and your contribution to me. You have changed my life as well. I have been challenged to think and to research and to contemplate issues and personal dilemmas and possible solutions to the challenges we have all faced. These have kept my life exciting and growing in the pursuit of knowledge, wisdom, and experience. <laughs> 22 years later, now 42 altogether, I can honestly say I'm still in therapy. I believe in it. I believe it works. And I live it. Many have, ha have asked me, how do you do this all the time? And the response has been simple. I receive energy from the satisfaction of participating with you in the therapeutic hour as you complete the necessary transactions of your lives. I refer to them in episode number 14 on risk. Another question frequently posed is what is your success rate? And the response is a little more complicated. To this day, 42 years later, I consider every one who makes an investment in themselves through therapy and who's, who risks the change and growth in their lives to be a success. The many who have made that investment, committing to one or numerous sessions, contribute to the feeling of success I have about my own career. The ongoing referrals from satisfied or appreciative people are also indicators that the process was beneficial. Allow me to read from one of them. In reflecting back on this past week, I was thinking of you too before I received your email, before I got this, and I wondered how things actually were for you if you were still practicing and the effects of the COVID-19 struggle for your people in the field and how it impacts what you're needing to do to help them through it. I was reflecting on how much I appreciated your help in the late 80s when you ran me through a, a series of tests, including the Myers-Briggs assessment. Although now, feeling a long way removed from those actual days as life has passed by quickly, your guidance then was very helpful. And I recall really enjoying getting to know you and gaining the appreciation for you and your work proven by how it helped me. The tapes of our sessions were played a few times over the years to try to gain further insight into my own motives and behaviors and to understand them better. It was helpful to know this is who I am. I'm different. Not everyone is like me. In fact, I came to know there are very few people with the same or similar view of the world as me. 
represented in that profile, 1% of the population. In reflection, this has helped me understand there was nothing wrong with me. And this difference is actually a God-given gift that I needed to learn how to use properly. I'm just one of a very small group in the world who sees the world the way I do. There were great underlying reasons for being non-conformist to standardized models, especially ones that didn't work. This has been a great benefit to my understanding and to the benefit of my two kids as well, who are similar to me. We all ask, what are we trying to accomplish? We're that type. And what is the end game? They are both great at seeing this. It's good to hear you're still undertaking your life's adventures. And it's so important to our world to have someone like you doing this. Best regards. Thank you for that. That's meant so much to me. Another question is, what happens to people long after therapy ends? And it's perhaps the most interesting question of all and one I have given much thought to because everyone's story continues. Many therapists claim that the greatest amount of work takes place long past that therapeutic hour and the reverberations of the work are endless. There is, however, very little documented longitudinal research in the long-term benefits of therapy. I've contemplated how I might commemorate my personal landmark in therapy as part of my own story. And 22 years ago, I was saying I would like to make a contribution to the field. And I believe I have, actually. I was inviting clients at the time to tell their story, what's ha what had happened to them as a result of the work they had done and beyond, and that they were welcome to share this with me. Twenty-two years ago, my long-term goal was to write a book, both theoretical and anecdotal, about life beyond therapy. Not a pop psychology book, but rather a document that offered people hope, possibility of change, growth, restoration, amidst the pain, passion, and energy of very complex personal circumstances, victories, and tragedies. There is so much out there now in print and in the digital format that I'm actually starting to think that the podcast is really either the basis for a new book or a substitute for that book because I'm offering you and opening up what really has transpired in my work. maybe a substitute or maybe the maybe the basis for a book you know I must confess I've always had difficulty parting with client notes under the mental health act we as therapists usually keep our our records for about a minimum of seven years in 2003 when I moved my office um, and again in 2012 I did sift through some but somehow I just didn't have the heart um, to be rid of a file because it represents you, your life, your story, and my part in the story. I will confess I have a hard time reading my own handwriting um, and, I, 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 
and I when I refer to my notes and it's in this swirly scrawl kind of like when doctors prescribe prescriptions uh, my my mind would always go way faster than my handwriting could keep up to and uh, my fingers were very very slow so I haven't thrown out very much and I do have that work and your work as a record Many of you wouldn't know that, or some of you may know, that under the umbrella of J.A. Murray Consultants, in 1990, I started another division, a company called Fundraising. Part of my own story was to offer back to charities and nonprofit organizations my skills in conflict management, business development, and fundraising. Originally, fundraising was designed to be exactly that. It was fun and to get me out of the office, actually beyond therapy. And it has grown over the years to be a really important piece of my own story. Most of the projects and causes uh, were close to my heart or somehow connected to my commitment to healing and personal growth. Some of those have included Human House, which is a residential treatment center for young women and their families, Eva's Place, which was a shelter for homeless youth, um, Friends and Advocates Center which is of North York, which assists families with mental illness, uh, the Stonegate Ecumenical Ministry, a community-based outreach that supports community health and well-being, PBJ Dance Projects and the National Ballet School. I have to admit I was never a dancer, but I was so committed to expression and growth and the physicality and supporting young dancers who might not otherwise have afforded to go to ballet school in particular. Youth Unlimited and various camps over the years, which were a part of my story and my early beginnings. Uh, you can hear that in podcast number one as well. I still support a number of organizations which support and acknowledge families as the key caregivers to the elderly and to the mentally ill. In a social system where mental illness is still somewhat isolated and stigmatized, and despite the growing recognition and efforts that are being made, access to resources, support groups, advocacy, and opportunities for families that are victimized by mental illness are sometimes very hard to get your hands on. So it keeps me connected and it maintains my focus. Giving back is essential to personal growth, I believe. And when I hear of a contribution being made to my causes, um, I, it's an affirmation of my work and of your growth, your compassion for others who really do need the care at this time. It means so much to me. Now with 10 years of a journey of Alzheimer's with my mom and care and treatment of the elderly, um, I, my story has expanded so much and I hope to make contributions in, in the field of the elderly and Alzheimer's as well in the future. So fast forward 22 more years. I'm just excited as, about my work now as I was back then celebrating 20 years the first 20 gosh they just went by so fast but so have the second 22 and today brings me to 42 years since that first call came in 
I still sometimes can't believe I answered the phone. <laughs> but I am so full of gratitude for every hour spent with you and your stories. As you're listening to the podcast, and I don't really want to be making pitches, but if you're if you're interested to share your story with me, either in therapy with other therapists and your experiences there, or you really need to unpack your story at this time in your life, please do know that I'm more than welcome. You are more than welcome um, to drop me a quick line at jamconsults at gmail.com. Put Jam Sessions 2020 in the subject line. And let's celebrate. Let's continue to celebrate what's possible in our lives over the course of time and journeying into the future. Happy anniversary, Jane Ann. Until next time.